0: Welcome to episode number 42 of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News, Mia Matsunami, a sophomore at the University of Notre Dame. Former guest. We have her on again today. Episode number 42, sponsored by Shorebird. Shorebird, the restaurant in Newport Beach. Ask for Alex. Hello? Mia. What's up? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Are you? Uh, what are you doing? Are you in the dorm? Are you? Are you out and about between classes?
1: I happen to be in good old Ryan Hall.
0: Ryan Hall. How's Ryan Hall during COVID? A lot has transpired since uh, we uh, talked last.
1: Yes, uh, definitely a lot. A lot has changed, but. Happy to be here, so making the most of it for sure.
0: Well, let's talk about what's been going on. There's a lot to talk about, and again, my podcast is here to help students and parents with the process of college search and admissions, and it's been a year since you've been in South Bend at Notre Dame. What was it like March of 2020?
1: Yeah, so it's crazy to even remember back to that time because it feels like what we've been doing has been going on for years now but i actually left for spring break with a few of my friends obviously since we live in sunny california that is the fun place to go for spring break so i brought people home and at the time covid was kind of non-existent and during that week it went from you know, kind of being a distant thing like, oh, it'll never come to the States to all of a sudden we're going to go into a national lockdown. So when I left campus, everything was normal. And when I came back for school in August this year, um, first week of August, which was actually early, it was completely different. And that was that.
0: So we're actually at six months anniversary and you're right, it seems like forever. How are your classes on the campus at Notre Dame today?
1: Yeah, so I do have to give a ton of credit to admin at Notre Dame. Uh, We've kind of been at the forefront of all of the national news networks and doing our best to kind of display our efforts and everything that we've done to keep people safe. And so when we got here, it started off, It it was off to a little bit of a rocky start. I can't sugarcoat that one. We spiked pretty immediately. And so our present Father Jenkins, put us online for two weeks. But since then, we've stabilized our cases. We're testing upwards of 500 people a day. I think we're going up to 1,000 people starting this week. And our case numbers are usually like one to two per day positive. So all of my classes are actually in person, which I'm extremely grateful for. I don't think there are very many schools, if any other schools in the country right now um, where students are fully in person. It's definitely different. I'm wearing a mask everywhere, not just in class, in the hallways of my dorm, outside in the dining hall. Um, But I'm just grateful to be in person. I think the quality of the education is so much better when you get to see the board and see the professor versus being on Zoom. So I'm super appreciative of that.
0: I agree with you 100%. I think you are maybe the only campus that is 100% in person. What's your ratio of the students in class?
1: In terms of the number of people who have online versus in-person classes?
0: Correct. Or when you walk on class today, uh, the classes you're taking, is it – How are they social distancing? Is it full 20 people, 50 people?
1: Got it. Yeah, so school got super creative this year with classroom spaces. I actually have one of my biggest lectures, finance is up in the Duncan Student Center in the ballroom, which overlooks the football field, which is awesome for me. Um, Every seat is spaced six feet, side to side, front to back. And we have to sit in the same seat every single class. So when we first got into the class back in August, we recorded our seat for contact tracing and we all, we have QR codes all around campus. So everywhere you sit, you put in the QR codes that you can get contact traced if need be.
0: Wow. That's very sophisticated out there for the fighting Irish. It is. So you're at Ryan hall. How is the living arrangements?
1: Yeah. So Everything is pretty much as normal. Notre Dame actually is unique in that we typically have a three-year live-in requirement. So we stay in the same dorm for your entire time that you're in the dorm. And usually it's three years and then you move off campus senior year. But this year they changed that just with the protocol. I chose to stay and all of my friends for the most part chose to stay. And I just have one roommate. And so we're considered a household household. And basically within our room, we're allowed to take our masks off, but schools still being fairly strict with not having people from outside of the dorm into the dorm, not having people from other sections within the dorm into your own room, and then just sharing common spaces, that whole dynamic has shifted. But um, I am a household with my roommate, so if one of us goes down, we both likely will and we'll end up quarantined. We have Notre Dame. Uh, is renting a ton of hotel rooms in all the local hotels. So that's where quarantine students are going. They're getting tested and then sent out to the embassy or Ivy court or et cetera.
0: So let, let, let's be honest because you, you and I both know we have a lot of friends and uh, with my, with my daughters at different campuses in the nation and other friends that have kids at other colleges that they are allegedly having these rules where you can't go into the dorms but how how restrictive is Notre Dame are people coming into uh, your dorm room are you guys prancing around the hallways and if you are is everybody wearing masks I've seen some campuses but I like to hear what's really happening at your campus
1: right yeah I mean this is the student manager I guess we will be fully transparent on here thank you um for the most part i would say that people are being respectful of the rules after we had the scare where we were so close to getting sent home a lot of people shifted their perspective however it's obviously not as good as it should be i think it's really hard to expect a group of eight thousand, eighteen 18 to 22 year olds to follow every single rule you know to a degree we are college students and things happen you know Um, I do think though, we kind of know what's at stake and that involves football, that involves in-person classes. And so people are being pretty good. If I'm being honest, I have had a couple friends into my room without masks. It's typically the same group of people. And I think that's kind of what most people are doing. They're just keeping their social circles pretty tight and you're interacting with that same group of people over and over And that seems to be kind of how campus is operating, but it's definitely a complete 180 from what was happening socially back in February, March.
0: Right. And I've seen some pictures and I believe you guys were one of the first football games two weeks ago when you played Duke, you were there. The state, first of all, the stadium was what, maybe 10,000 students total?
1: I believe we were at 20% occupancy. So it was around 15, but it definitely looked empty.
0: And everyone had their, it was hard to tell from the picture I saw, but did people have their mask on during the whole game? Is that what you guys are doing the first two, ga- two home games you've had?
1: That is the rule. Again, the rule. Um, we're supposed to be distanced. We're supposed to have our masks on the whole game. There was definitely some moving around to sit closer to friends because they just randomly assigned us to seats with our roommate within the stadium so people definitely moved around and masks were up and down for pictures um but you know the experience well it's not the same again i just feel so lucky to get football because if you would have asked me this summer if i thought we would have it i would have said absolutely not i just could not see how they could regulate that so i'm enjoying it so far and i'm ready for clemson
0: uh, November 7th, actually, you beat, me right. to the, you beat me to the punch. So how how are students getting tickets?
1: We actually got a package. So we got first priority, and then they're opening up the remaining capacity, I'm guessing, just to big donors, but it's pretty much only students in the stadium. Got
0: it. Got it.
1: Who knows if that'll change come November 7th, because uh, that is, you know, over a month away. But as of right now, there's no tailgating. No one besides students. So. So you're and telling me there's
0: parents. there's no tailgating whatsoever because I, I I've I've had conversations with parents. Obviously, um, I'm, the Big Ten is coming back in a couple mm-hmm. weeks, and I'm thinking, shoot, should we go fly out to Madison for a game? But there's probably not going to be any tailgating. And I've been to Notre Dame before. T- tell me, there's nobody in those little fields, parking lots, even. Yeah. Although they can't go to the game, is it like tight, strict down, lockdown that you can't even go anywhere?
1: Well, before I begin, I do have to say that I think the Big Ten saw what they were missing out on and now they're trying to join in on the fun, which we won't complain because it gives us more competition. I agree with you 100%, Mia. (laughs) Um, But yeah, their act genuinely is no tailgating. um, And since it's only students in the game, it's pretty much us just kind of doing our own thing in the morning and then heading over. I do have to say, though, Notre Dame has done a really good job of trying to keep us all entertained. They've added a ton of fire pits and string lights and all sorts of entertainment. They put a big uh, big screen on our main quad so that people can watch other games before going into our game. So they're definitely doing their best, but it's very sad to see the stadium lot so empty on a game day Saturday, I do have to say.
0: I I can imagine. What 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 that's like? Because I've been there for a game day, and and you have all the tents, the campers, and you experienced oh, yeah. that last year. So uh-huh. the reason why I wanted to bring you back on, and I have a couple other guests coming back on, because obviously we it's great to hear your story, but also to help students and parents. So I'm going to ask you a question: If you had to do this all over again, knowing what you know today, as a high school senior or even you know a high school student. What what advice, what recommendations uh, would you give them knowing what you know today?
1: Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I would say that I don't want to look back and regret things that I did in high school. I would say you don't need to put as much pressure on yourself. Like You will find the right place for you. I think no matter where you get in, you might feel defeated. You might be overjoyed. You might be kind of wondering if this is the school for me, but I think everyone ends up at the right place for them. And I can honestly say that Notre Dame is that school for me. But looking back, I do think I put a lot of pressure on myself in high school. And that's not the same for everyone, obviously. Some people don't take it seriously enough, but I think that there were some things that I could have done differently to balance my life a little bit more. And I think I've established that here, especially being away from home and being literally living with all of your best friends. Um, so I think just kind of figuring out what works best for you and recognizing that you can do whatever you want once you get to college so, in terms of, you know, socially, academically, clubs that you're involved right. in, everything. So Let,
0: Let's be specific. So in high school, what would you have done differently?
1: I think I would have tried. And again, I think part of it's my personality, but I think I would have relaxed a little bit and
0: no relax (laughs)
1: that not. You don't need to get an A plus plus on every single assignment or spend that extra hour (laughs) or that extra two hours trying to work a problem out just for it to be perfect. You know, at the end of the day, it'll all be okay. It'll work out. That's not going to change whether or not you get into college The admissions team isn't going to see, you know, that one individual grade. So it's okay. Take a breath. You'll survive and you'll end up where you're meant to be.
0: Mia, that's almost like my slogan that I tell every student, every parent, even on my podcast. Everything happens for a reason. You're always going to probably end up where you're going to end up. And uh, to take a breath, relax is very, very key. You realize that as a student. So If you're a student out there today, listen to Mia. Again, I don't really want to showcase her accolades, but see if I can remember it. You had like a 34 on your ACT. I believe you had like a 4.6 with maybe 9, 10 AP classes. IB at Newport Harbor High School. You applied to probably every top university out there and ultimately chose Notre Dame. You did put a lot of pressure on yourself. I know you as a student. I knew you when you were in high school. Um, it's. I have a smile on my face because I think you have a great smile on your face right now because you've come a long way in one year. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you back. Um, so mm-hmm. props to you on that. What would you tell parents? Because I won't put any words in your mouth. There are parents out there that are like those tiger parents hovering around their kids, wanting them to be perfect, wanting them to apply at certain universities? What would you tell them?
1: Yeah, well, I would just add one more thing to what I said earlier. I think another important thing to realize is it's okay to not know what you want to do with your life or what you want to do post-college. I've already gotten here and changed my major. And so I think that's another important thing to know, like if you're putting pressure on yourself about, you know, it's my future and I, I can't think... 50 years in advance in terms of what I want to do for the rest of my life, it's okay to just accept that you don't know everything. And as much as people put up a front, usually other people are in the same boat. And so to build off of that, in terms of what I would tell parents, I think my parents didn't put pressure on me, to be honest. They kind of were like, you need to maybe chill a little bit. Um, And it was totally self-imposed. But I think that parents need to recognize that it's not about the name of the school. It's not about the reputation that it has. It's about the best fit. And that means different things for different people. But I think that if you give your kid the chance to thrive in the place that they want to thrive in, you'll see this growth that occurs. And like, college is not just about learning academic things. It's about becoming a total person and... I think that every school is kind of tailored to do that for the student that ends up going there.
0: Did you ever get homesick?
1: If I'm being honest, yes. And I was never the type to get homesick when I would go away to friends' houses or on weekend trips or whatever. The beginning's hard because you're trying to balance so much in terms of academics, making friends, trying to join clubs, trying to stay healthy in terms of going to the dining hall and exercising and figuring out things like laundry and how to cook for yourself there's so many little things that you don't really realize add up and it's totally overwhelming and it can feel like homesickness but i think the best way to get over that is to surround yourself with positive people and even talk like talk about it i think a lot of times people are afraid to talk about things that they're nervous about or that they feel like they don't have a good understanding of but I found that I would just go sit down in my friend's room and we'd talk for 30 minutes, an hour about how we were feeling that day. And it helps so much to know that there are other people in the same boat as you.
0: That's great advice. So for those students that are listening and parents that are listening, you're, what I'm hearing is your student will get homesick.
1: Absolutely. I think so.
0: And it's I think, how you deal with your friends and your, your involvement. Cause you're going to be at home or you're going to be in your dorm room sitting around uh, thinking about or looking on social media, looking at your friends, but it's, it's your bonding with who you have there and what it sounds like, which made you uh, get comfortable. And thank you for being honest because students will get homesick.
1: Absolutely. And also it's a good reminder that social media is not a, a perfect representation <laughs> of everyone's lives because Big I news. was posting things I was posting things freshman year too. When I probably posted it and the very next day, I was sad because <laughs> I couldn't figure something out, you know? So it is not perfect and it is a totally idealized version of someone's life.
0: <laughs> Mia, all right. So since you've been there for a year, all right, and if someone's traveling the South Bend. Let's kind of do some rapid fire. I don't think I did this with you the first time because you really didn't know. Oh, because you yeah. weren't even on campus yet. So if right. Keith and Tammy are in town, where okay. are they taking you to dinner?
1: Oh, good question. So South Bend is no California. Let me start by saying that. Um, we do have a couple good places though. Evil Check, very popular kind of bar, public food, but fun fun atmosphere. And then Crooked U, which is right on the river. Um, We're actually called South Bend because we're the South Bend of the river. Cool views, cool ambiance. People probably did not know that because
0: I think I just learned something. South Bend because it's on the corner of a river. Yep. All right. And
1: then on campus, I would say Modern Market is a classic. And then our hotel on campus, The Morrison, just redid their restaurant Roars. Yes. And... I have been spending some flex points there. Food is very good. And Ryan Hall happens to be the closest dorm to Morrison. So it makes it very convenient for me.
0: Well, then we might see you in April because we're going to a wedding in South Bend and it's, we're staying at the Morrison.
1: Oh, I had no idea. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And it I was allegedly
0: supposed to be, well, if football was going to be played in the spring, right? We're like, who's going to cancel the wedding or the football? game because it was going to probably be around that same time. It's in April, but I'll let you know. So, um, late night munchies, right? Cause I know you're going out with your friends in South Bend where, right. where are students going to hang out in South Bend to go get late night munchies?
1: Okay. Um, good question. One place right now. Yes. Right oh. now it's a little different, you know, right now everything's kind of on campus. Normally I would say Nick's patio. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we also have this place on campus called La, F- it's the La Fortune Student Center. It's the old student center, actually. We call it La Fun, and it's open until 3 a.m. So everyone gathers there. They have uh, quarter, h- quarter dogs, so hot dogs for 25 cents. There's a Taco Bell. There's a little market with a bunch of snacks, and that's usually where most people end up after a long night.
0: Favorite bar pre-COVID? And eventually, when things get back open, especially if they're uh, pretty flexible and lenient with, uh, should I say, fake IDs? What's the favorite bar? Yeah.
1: Record? Oh goodness. Am I? Am I? Le- is this legal for me to say this on? Yeah, every every other
0: student has said it. So.
1: Okay. Okay. So I, this is actually a story. Um,
0: we love stories. Indiana.
1: So Indiana has a special alcohol and drug task force called Excise. And the freshman bar was called Vegetable Buddies, or more affectionately known as Veggies. Um, Excise pretty much shut it down. They raided a couple nights, and I do know some people who uh, had their IDs confiscated, and among other things. So that was where we all went. Now it's all up in the air. But as you get older, kind of you gain some more seniority in the world of the bar scene of South Bend. And so you're able to go to more. So hopefully, spring semester, my friends and I will be able to make it to a sophomore bar now because Vegetable Buddies was it was a good time, but um, you know, not probably the place you want to spend every night.
0: <laughs> All right. So you already nailed one question. As I wrap up, I always uh, try to ask the student and see how well uh, prepared and knowledgeable they are. Uh, President of Notre Dame, you already said his name. Why don't you say his name?
1: And I need I mention that I actually did take a picture with the Father Jenkins uh, at game day this Saturday. I ran into we, my friends and I were walking towards the stadium, and I saw him walking with his assistant, and just kind of called him out. And so we all, obviously six feet apart, socially distant, we did the touchdown Jesus, which is Notre Dame's famous mural on the library. And I do have that picture. So I might need that to post day.
0: when we have this episode go live.
1: I would love that. Father Jenkins deserves the spotlight for sure.
0: So let me ask you another question. In a couple years, you'll be graduating. What's the graduation yes. rate at Notre Dame?
1: Oh, goodness. I couldn't tell you the exact number, but it has to be ninety eight, ninety nine percent.
0: Very close, actually. You, the rate you gave is another question I'm going to ask you because you just survived it your freshman year. That's called the retention rate, ninety eight percent. Graduation rate ninety five percent. So okay, all right, a
1: little bit lower than I thought. <laughs> I do have to say though, most people that stick it out for those four years are loyal to Notre Dame for their lives and for their kids' lives and for their grandkids' lives. So.
0: Mia, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I know during COVID, I saw you running up and down the boardwalk and I said, this sure is not South Bend when it was probably cold and snowing and chilly. Uh, But you're back there on the campus. You're one of uh, a few students, 12,000 to be exact, that's actually enjoying 100% on campus. Uh, So thank you for coming. I know you have a tight schedule. You're three hours ahead and you probably are off the class or you're gonna be socializing uh, with some of your friends this evening, South Bend. So I appreciate your time.
1: Thanks for having me, it's always a pleasure. If anyone ever is coming out to South Bend, you know where to find me, I will gladly take you around.
0: Again, it's Fonger News with the student manager. We have Mia Matsunami, who's now in her sophomore year at the University of Notre Dame, a Newport Harbor graduate. It's Fonger News for the student manager, out.